Hello, and welcome to Healthy Bites, an all-encompassing podcast about your health from the Audrain County Health Department. Each week, we hope the information you hear on this show from a variety of experts in Audrain County, the state of Missouri, and the world will positively impact your health and your health decisions. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. Now, on with the show with your host, Chris Nubra. Thanks, and welcome to another edition of the Healthy Bites Podcast here at the Audrain County Health Department. I'm your host, Chris Nubra, and joining me today, I have got uh, a gentleman that has been in the music world for quite a while now, and I, I picked up on him in the 80s when I was at college, and uh, have stuck with him through the years and been a big fan of his, and I'm glad he's joining me. Um, his name is Bob Walkenhorse. He's from the group The Rainmakers out of Kansas City. Bob, how are you? Doing all right, Chris. Thanks for inviting me in. You bet. I, I, I invited you in because here on the podcast, we, we, we've been trying to tackle different issues dealing with the pandemic of COVID uh, and 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 issues surrounding that. And one of the issues we haven't touched on yet is the entertainment industry and how that affected, how the pandemic actually affected the entertainment industry. And that's what I wanted to talk with you about. I imagine you guys, uh, you, you've got some stories from the pandemic that, uh, that you probably thought you'd never, ever have. <laughs> well, yes and no. I mean, I realized during the pandemic that everyone's going to make decisions based on what they have to do and what their comfort level is, what their level of risk that they are okay with and what their level of community responsibility is that they're okay with. Um, I, I am lucky. I know that. And I really, really knew that during the pandemic Mm -hmm. in that I had the luxury to say, I'm not going to play until I really feel like the coast is clear. So I didn't play anywhere for almost three years. Wow. Uh, I continued. uh, I have a thing called Patreon, which Mm -hmm. is where people subscribe to me as an artist. So that became my main income stream. And I had made the promise to my uh, patrons that I would make a new song every month. Right. So for two, two and a half years, I've made a new song every month. And so it def- making that promise definitely kept me creative, uh, kept me in touch with my audience, uh, small and loyal as they are. <laughs> but uh, they definitely kept my family afloat during the pandemic. When, when, and like I said, oh, I, had, I had the option to say I'm not going to play. I've known lots of other musicians that said I can't, I can't make that. I can't do that. I have to play mm-hmm. partly because of that was their living. That was their income, but partly for emotional needs. There were people that said, I can't not play in front of people. Then, you know, that all trickles down to uh, bar owners saying, I, mean, I knew some club owners that very much obeyed the, uh, the city mandates of how many people you could have and how far apart they had to be. And I knew other clubs that just kind of skirted that and did that because they felt like they had employees they needed to keep keep uh, paid and, and employed. So it was such a, just like in any other field, it was such a mixed bag of reasons and emotions. And I can't fault anybody. I mean, <laughs> I wish people had been a little more cautious, but that that uh, that applies to every field. That applies to every store and every, yeah. It it, it 
we I think we did okay. But yeah, uh, I I stayed at home and made new songs. <laughs> Bob, when did you notice the pandemic first starting to affect you as, as an artist? Was it early on? Was it midway? Was it later? Oh, very early on. I think um, because you know I play music clubs, music mm -hmm. bars. Uh, the the government, the city of Kansas City, said, "Wait, we hey, we need to." stop having these places where people all gather together all crowded into one small spot and particularly i think that was about march uh in the winter you know mm -hmm. let's all get together in a little closed up room and most of my audience is 60 ish and i didn't also didn't want the responsibility of saying hey let's all get together in a little <laughs> un unventilated room and breathe each other's air right i had the option to not to not be the person to to make that invitation and so i took that option the when you when you took that option um what did you miss the most did you miss the creative process did you miss the the playing in front of people or did you miss the uh talking with other artists about your craft i don't miss other artists <laughs> <laughs> uh no uh you know there is a camaraderie that you sure. you know you have with people but that that's never been a big deal to me right uh I, it was it was playing the songs particularly as like i said i was making a new song every month not mm -hmm. getting to go out and play those songs in front of people and feel that immediate feedback of hey this song touches a nerve this song hits the right emotional button that was all just an act of faith because how did you I gauge that with, without that feedback? How did you gauge that? Was it a personal thing or was it a family thing or no, very much a personal thing. Um, well, no, it was kind of a mix. I mean, like I said, I would put this song out. I put a new song out every month mm -hmm. and I would hear reactions from my patrons. They would write to me and say, Oh, you know, and I could kind of gauge by the number of number of responses I got. Did that song resonate? But again, my it was not a huge sampling of people, and there's nothing like playing it live and seeing right then and there. Oh, wow, that song does something to people. Uh, that yeah, that that's the part I missed. The creative process it kind of never stops for me. I wrote a song today while I was vacuuming, while I was working with the shop vac in the house I'm moving out of. I wrote a song. Uh, <laughs> you know that creative process goes on in your head. Now mm -hmm. it needs fuel. And you figure out where you're going to get that fuel and playing live in front of people is part of that fuel. And I did miss that, but I, I, I plowed forward as everyone had to do. Were you surprised? I mean, nobody that I'm, I'm aware of lived through the last pandemic that we had the full blown pandemic of 1918 is what I'm referring to the flu pandemic. Um, but were you surprised at the reaction of people? Uh, do you think it was a, a, a good reaction, bad reaction, or what? You mean of the general public? Of the general public, yeah. I mean... Okay. I, uh, you know, it, it was so disheartening to see it become divided along party lines, mm -hmm. just like Confederate statues and just like, uh, you know, <laughs> the illusion of critical race theory being taught and, you know, all these things that become the the issues that divide us this huge public health crisis just became another way to divide people 
and that was really sad to see. And when, when I say, you know, the last great pandemic, 1918, we've had pandemics since in 1969 uh, and in 2009 with the, the bird flu, but they, they, they were not anywhere near as publicized or, 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 or um, um, looked at as a huge thing as this one was. And that's yeah, what I, I mean, mean, I think, I think that those, uh, those pandemics didn't affect the flow of daily life. Right. They didn't cause bars and restaurants and offices to say, we can't get together here. Uh, it didn't cause restaurants to close. They, uh, yeah, I, it just doesn't compare. This this affected everyone. It should have. Right. <laughs> it, it, it did. Yeah, right. it did. It affected everyone. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's turn to you. You, you wrote a bunch of songs in one a month, and uh, that turned into an album that you that you put out called what was it a thousand words a thousand words yeah yeah and so talk about that album um you you dealt with some of the emotions of the pandemic that you went through in some of your songs on that album right the emotions of the pandemic but there was also you know the election going on uh the huge division between trump world and the real world and uh, <laughs> I'm sure somebody listening will not agree with me on that, but you know, there were all these things that were tearing people, tearing people's lives, uh, in, in painful ways and uncomfortable ways. So there, there, yeah, I did, I did write about a lot of that, but I also wrote about the things that unite us, the experiences that we share. Uh, I, I told you about, about playing songs live and that's the way you really find out which ones punch buttons. I wrote this little countryish song, little folk song called Much Obliged, which was about my grandparents. And because that's what that was their farewell to you when you left their house. They wouldn't say goodbye. They would say much obliged. I think that was an old Missouri thing. Much obliged. Right. And I just I thought about that phrase and wrote this song about the feelings of of towards our towards my ancestors, towards my grandparents playing that song live. I realized, oh, that's one of those that that really rings with people because I've seen people in tears when I play that song and I, and it's just a little song, you know, it's nothing huge, it's nothing hugely dramatic, but it's, a, it's something we share. We share those experiences of love and generations and uh, moving on through time. And I think when I write a song that touches on those things that we share, it's a very constructive thing to do it makes me feel like i have a job that has a purpose when i can write something that i know makes people realize we're more alike than we are different yeah and i i, I don't want to just turn into a review my review of your album there but but <laughs> the song back to mono that's that's a fun little ditty that's kind of a that's a, that's kind of a, 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 a you you kept the fun in it with well part. yes and no it's kind of an edgy well, song yeah it is but. Uh, and you know it's it's literally about my brother he uh this song the song back to mono is about st stripping your life down to the essentials you know what is really the essentials of life and it's it's just kind of about a guy who's just going to get away from it all and bring it back to mono is is you know bring it back to the essentials and that's kind of what my little brother has done he lives in south missouri and and he's kind of got it down to his essentials. <laughs> he's got a little garden and he's got a dog and he's got a place where little house where he lives. And See, I admire I, and him. I, I'm re you know, reading the lyrics of it. I'm going to build me a hut in the hills a long, long way from all your earthly ills. I took that <laughs> as, as you were responding to the pandemic. 
Not really. But, okay. but, but see, that's the, that's the beauty of, of songs right. is the, the, last pers- the last writer of the song is the person who listens to it because you write your experience into those words. I wasn't really writing about getting away from the pandemic. I was writing about, about getting away from just all the things in our culture that, that wear you down, you know, your earthly ills, the things that just kind of suck the life out of you. But you heard it a different way. And there are probably other people that heard it that way. It's like, hey, Bob wants to go to the hills and get away from the pandemic. <laughs> maybe, well, that's, maybe not a, but not a bad idea. You stole my thunder there or you stole my wind from my sail there because I was going to ask you about that if that's what your thought process was going in. But it's about your brother. So that kind of um, not about and the he pandemic. Didn't, <laughs> he didn't move down there to get away from the pandemic, but it, you right, know, he, right. it probably helped him. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. But as far as, uh, you know, looking at looking at you know the creative process and going through it especially with all this minutiae hitting you from outside you know and coming in how did that affect your writing process i mean did it make you think more about i got to write a song about the pandemic or did it just naturally come to you i think when you've been writing songs as long as i have uh there's a part of songwriting that's craft that that's where you know take notes if you hear a good line write it down somewhere or you'll forget it Mm -hmm. so i know that part of songwriting that is craft and discipline but i'm still a big believer in the part of songwriting and the part of the arts that is unexplainable that is magic that is uh you're in touch with something that you don't you don't know where it's coming from i really believe in that side of songwriting and when i decide today's the day I'm going to write a song. And, and that's the discipline part. I'll mm-hmm. say today I'm going to write this song. Uh, I go out and I, I walk and I kind of get into a, almost a trance. My mind will just start wandering and I may have a subject in mind and I may not. I may have a title in mind and I may not. But almost always by the end of an hour, I've got a song or I'm well on my way to getting a song. <laughs> and I And that's the part where I think as a writer, whether you're a songwriter, whether you're someone doing a podcast, you are kind of a, a sponge and a filter for all the things that are going on around you. Like you said, the minutia that's going on around you, and you are trying to put it into a form that brings it into focus, that lets people see it a little more clearly than if they hadn't heard your podcast or my song, that we bring it into focus, we we simplify it a little bit, and we get down to the essentials of what we're talking about. And 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 that process, I mean, you talk about going for a walk, and and it's it's a solitary thing. So I can see how the 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 uh, the the pandemic really didn't have an effect on the process. It had right, more... it, it it did not. I actually had a really really produ- I wrote a book during the pandemic. You know, early bird days. Uh, yeah, I have uh, I have no shortage of <laughs> of ideas uh, of things I want to make. I, I'm happy when I'm making stuff. You right. know, that's that's the other part of the arts that I really believe in. Uh, my first solo album. I've only made two. Uh, my first solo album from 1993. No, from two, no, 2003, sorry. Okay. Got a decade off there. It's called <laughs> right. The Beginner. And mm-hmm. it comes from this saying that says the secret of the arts is to always be a beginner. That every kid can dance. Every kid can sing. Every kid can paint. And we we eventually talk ourselves out of doing that. 
we talk ourselves out of just making stuff for the fun of making stuff. So I think part of, of staying active in the arts is don't lose that part of yourself that's a kid. Uh, I, I've had people tell me that when they really get to know me, that they first they first think that I'm this really intense, dark artist. And then when they get to know me, they realize I'm more like a 10-year-old boy. Uh, and I take that as a huge compliment. That's a hard thing to preserve. But that I I really do treasure that little part of myself that's still just a kid i i, I can see that because uh, just thinking back to your your library and the different subjects that you pull from and, and everything it, it kind of acts like a 10 year old's mind it's uh, over here one on one song <laughs> and over here on another song and it works well, and that's you know that's where you're there's there's so much going on in the world you uh -huh. pay attention and there's all yes there's all kinds of things to write about right uh let's talk about playing live again um coming out of the out of the pandemic we're starting to get on the other side of it sort of uh, it's still around it's not going away um we've actually moved from pandemic here in audrain county to endemic in our reporting we're we're going to keep reporting it you know uh just like we do flu um my question where i'm going with this is when you started playing live again i noticed this at, at, at the show i went to was that uh you told the crowd right away i'm not going to shake your hand because you were worried about either transposing something that you brought with you or picking something up and taking it back with you. Um, uh, talk about that process. What, what brought you to, to, to think about making that statement publicly? I think as a practical thing for myself and my family, mm -hmm. it's like, if you have, if you have the option to say, I'm not going to hug everybody I walk up to, if you have the option to do that and you can publicly say it, it, it protects you, it protects them, but it also reminds people this isn't over. And mm -hmm. if you can do those little things, it's like, okay, you saw me play outside. It was great to get to play outside. Mm -hmm. I don't always play outside, but that was nice. I could play outside. Uh, but when I play inside, I don't wear a mask when I'm playing. I, I don't wear a mask when I'm talking to people, mm -hmm. but I am not hugging people. But if I go to the grocery store, I'm wearing a mask. Uh, most people are not right now. Right. We still do. Uh, so it, to me, it's that thing of if you can make those little differences, like, you know, don't just pick up the mask and put it on, uh, you know, right. it's laying right there. It's laying right there in the car. Put it on. So I do. Uh, but, you know, then I don't want to play because it doesn't work. And uh, but yeah, I, I just try to make these little on the spot decisions about things that can make it just maybe a slightly safer. When you're playing live, are you worried about what if somebody is vaccinated or not with this or, or or does that even enter your thought? It does enter my thoughts, not when it's actually going on, but it's right. kind of like when I go into a situation. Uh, at this point, you know, I, I you, at this point, all we have is hope. You know, we just have to hope that not all we have is hope. We actually have vaccines, right. <laughs> but you have to hope that people went out and, and got the dang things. Uh, right. But you, it, there's a point where you can't, uh, I don't think it's constructive to ask anyone. Uh, you can make suggestions. You know, the first, the first time the Rainmakers played towards the, what we thought was the end of the pandemic, August mm -hmm. of 2021, we had an outdoor show. And we actually put in the publicity, if you are not vaccinated, we really don't want you there. No. And we got we got a little bit of blowback from that, but mostly we got lots of people going, thanks for saying that. That make your statement, make your stand. If yep. you if you believe that people, if they're gonna get together, they should be vaccinated, then say it. And so we did. Yeah, and the food got, fighters did the same thing and caught all sorts of heck. 
you know yeah it's like well then then don't come you know right. hate me i don't care <laughs> but you won't be there infecting people which is what we were trying to accomplish exactly exactly bob i know you got to run i thank you so much sir for taking your time and and, and being on the podcast well, it's great to talk with you, Chris, and, and thanks for covering these subjects that are, are important to me. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, uh, what, what do you see in the future here as far as, you know, us coming out of this? Are we coming out stronger oh, man. or too early to tell? <laughs> Who knows? I, I mean, I think we are coming out stronger because I think the majority of intelligent people have gotten vaccinated. Uh, not to say intelligence is probably not, <laughs> intelligence, not the right, right word. Reasonable people. Reasonable people have gotten vaccinated. Uh, use your reasoning, and the reasoning is get vaccinated. It, may, it makes sense. It's not, a, you know, it's not a plot by <laughs> by the government or uh, no you know, Bill Gates or anybody. It's right. it's just a vaccine. Like vaccines have been working for a hundred years. You right. Know, use, use the thing. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I do think that that has soaked into most reasonable people. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. Bob, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Chris, I hope to see you down the road. Hope to see you too as well. Uh, that's Bob Walkenhorst. He is the lead singer of the Rainmakers, currently doing some solo stuff as well. So if he's around your area, make sure you check him out because it's a, you're going to have a great time at that show. Uh, I can guarantee you that. Uh, this is the Healthy Bites podcast for another week, and I'm your host, Chris Newbrow. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Audrain County Health Department's Healthy Bites podcast. We hope you will join us again next week as we bring you more discussion on health matters affecting Audrain County residents and the world with your host, Chris Newbra. If you liked what you heard here, you can find out more information on our website, myachd.org. That's myachd.org. Thanks for listening. See you next week.